0: And welcome to the Astrology Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Diana, And today we're going to be discussing Mars signs. So uh, we've already discussed Venus, Mercury, Jupiter, <laughs> the sun. Well, the sun as in star signs in the first episode and also moon signs. And all those things can play into compatibility. And Mars signs can play into compatibility, but also into um, your drive, your ambition, the energy with which you go forward and try to achieve things, or the lack thereof. (laughs) So generally, Mars is representative of physical energy, ambition, and drive. It rules over your will, sex drive, aggression, and assertive power. And because Mars is known as the red planet, it's long been considered a, quote, fiery planet. Um, In Roman mythology, Mars was the god of war, and his name means the bright and burning one. He was said to be aggressive, passionate, angry, short-tempered, and to rejoice and, and excel in battle. And in astrology, Mars represents energy and passion, boldness, sexuality, force, courage, ambition, desire, physical energy, and strength. It also governs anger, tension, accidents, destruction, violence, war, impulsivity, and conflict, and strife. Combining your Mars and Venus signs will also give you a fuller view of your personal needs, desires, and styles when it comes to sex, romance, intimacy, and your sex drive. So essentially, uh, a lot of astrologers will combine your Mars sign and your Venus sign to give you an idea of how you approach um, sexual attraction or compatibility, like who you might be attracted to, what your personal style is, Um, and also your sense of ambition or your, uh, you know, compatibility even with friends, like how you would get along or not get along with other people. It would be indicative in your Mars placement, but also your Venus sign would indicate friendships and general compatibility um, and general companionship. And there are other places too in your natal chart, like the seventh house, which indicates other people, which all play a part into that, uh, as well as where these planets land in your chart. So those are things to keep in mind uh, when you're reading your own chart, or when you're kind of trying to get an idea of like, what is your approach? And like, does that resonate with you? And where are your strengths and weaknesses when it comes to your Mars sign? Because Mars specifically will come it it will play a part in your life specifically when we're talking about like when Mars are in specific signs in the collective astrology in the sky it may either activate ambition in you or activate energy in you where you feel you're more energetic or otherwise make you feel more sluggish like you're fatigued or like you're unambitious unmotivated um it can also indicate fighting as well um you know if it activates your your sign in a certain house like say the 7th house um Or if it's in a more aggressive house, then, you know, certain placements can indicate uh, unnecessary conflict. And those are things that are always helpful to watch out out for when you are looking at the astrological forecast. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and get into sign-by-sign Mars signs and descriptions. So let's go ahead and get started with Aries. Okay, Mars in Aries. So, Mars is the native ruler of Aries. So, it's perfectly at home in this placement and it's in what's called its domicile, aka natural rulership. Those with Mars and Aries act first and think later. <laughs> Mars and Aries emphasize of, qualities of energy, brilliance, impulsiveness, self confidence, youthfulness, fearlessness, and force of character. These people are courageous. Honest, straightforward, direct, active, passionate, assertive, sometimes tactless, combative, aggressive, hot-headed, feisty, impatient, when blunt. They also often possess a quick intuition, which is typically right, and an incredible willpower to get things done. Mars and Aries people often excel in big business and politics, as they have a formidable will to win and make others respond to their ideas. They work well in fast-paced environments and are great at making snap decisions. These people enjoy fresh ideas and projects, pioneering action, and a little bit of unpredictability to keep things exciting. And because Aries is a cardinal sign, it's very good at kicking off, um, but it can often peter out and may struggle with follow-through or long-term. So these people may do well with short-term projects and excel at things that are not so much in the long haul of endurance. Okay, Mars and Taurus. Mars and Taurus is in its detriment in the sign of Taurus, which means it's not the strongest placement, but also not the weakest placement. Mars and Taurus people excel through their own determination and persistence. They tend to be slow, but they're very steady in their movement towards success. They're highly motivated by material possessions, money, and love. Much of their energy will be focused on sexual pursuits, as their sexuality has an earthy, sensual, possessive, dominating, and sometimes jealous quality. These people can be downright stubborn in their unwillingness to see anyone else's point of view or opinion. Um, They can also be a little lazy, and they're very intentional about how they focus their energy. They're highly intentional about what they do and can sometimes struggle with that laziness because if they think it's not worth doing, then they're not going to do it. (laughs) That said, they can be masters of manifestation as they have the power to create almost anything they envision for their life and the tenacity to follow it to completion. Once a Taurus, Mars and Taurus person gets going, they're going to follow it through to the end. Mars and horse people often accumulate great wealth and may enjoy spending on luxuries. These people take a bit to get going, but again, once they do, they have the endurance and force to power through for a long time. And that's also true for, you know, sex drive. Okay, Mars and Gemini. Mars and Gemini people focus a lot of activity and energy on intellect. These people have sharp tongues and excel at debate. They're brilliant, incisive, practical, and quickly grasp concepts. At the same time, they can be hesitant and oscillate far too much, which can cause a lot of delays in taking action. These people have an affinity for inspiring and leaving others, uh, leading others <laughs> through the power of words, both written and spoken. They also might have a magnetic voice and compelling powers of persuasion. When it comes to sexuality, these folks experience arousal in the mind first. They enjoy adventure and lovemaking and may find that once an affair loses its passion or excitement, they begin looking for an exit strategy. Mars and Gemini people often have multiple marriages and to stay happy in long-term relationships, a good deal of variety is needed. Also, Mars and Gemini people, they will do well with anything that has to do with communication and they can often exceed... Um, sorry not exceed excel well at multiple careers they might be the person that has multiple jobs just because uh Gemini is the twins and they often are multifaceted and they have a lot of motivation to keep those things going but they need to be careful not to spread themselves too thin and not to focus on too many things because they can become too scattered and not get anything done Mars and Cancer Mars is considered in its fall position in the sign of Cancer, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. However, simply that those with their Mars in Cancer consider emotions and the feelings of others before they take action. The power of Mars becomes a lot more subtle in the sign of Cancer. Mars and Cancer people have a subtle but great strength of will that wears down their opponents and goals bit by bit. It's sort of like the waves of the ocean just coming over you like one may not take you out but over time you know it can wear down stone these people may do well to develop their boundaries and take time to work through their own emotions um, as they can get a little muddy if they don't take time out to understand where their boundaries are and to be firm about what they're okay with doing and not okay with doing and also to understand Uh, You know, what, what are their emotions and what are other people's emotions? It can get a bit muddy, especially because cancer has such an intuitive sense for what other people are feeling. Sexually, Mars and cancer people are highly emotional, sensual, refined, and intuitive. Their passions are a bit moody, and they depend on that of their lover. However, these people may cling to unhappy relationships nonetheless. They have a need for security, and that's why they do it. And these people need a vessel for their pent-up energy. Otherwise, they may find they react in angry outbursts and anxiety-driven irritation. And so for that reason, they need to focus that energy into creativity, um, maybe something that's emotionally driven to get out all of those pent-up emotions. Uh, Or otherwise, physical activity can sometimes be rewarding for them as well. And these people excel in crafting highly emotional and visionary work. Okay, Mars and Leo. Leo underscores the fiery energy of Mars here. Mars and Leo people are anything but ordinary. Of course, any placement of Leo is anything but ordinary. They tend to make big plans and possess the force of will to put them into motion because Leo is a fixed fire sign. So they're going to commit and have that passion to follow through. These people also have the proclivities to garner attention and affection from others. They thrive off having fun and entertaining other people. Leo lends a dramatic bent to the sexuality of these people. Mars and Leo people are often impulsive, hot-blooded, dominant, expressive, warm, ardent, confident, charismatic, luxurious, and affectionate. They're also highly creative. You could even say they're driven by their own need for self-expression. That said, they may have a tendency to be overbearing, authoritative, and condescending, so those are things to watch out for if you have Mars in Leo or are dealing with someone who has Mars in Leo. Mars in Virgo. Mars and Virgo people are prodigious workers who find success through a systematic approach with a keen attention to detail. So very Virgo-minded here about their ambition. They're extremely strong-willed, hardworking, ambitious, proud, rational, shrewd, calculating, detailed, controlled, (laughs) steadfast, precise, and determined. These people are driven by the desire for perfection and the desire to be good at everything. Sexually, Mars and Virgo folks glamorize sex a bit. They crave both mental and physical excitement. They're passionate beneath a highly controlled surface and tend to experience success where controlling emotions is essential, such as politicians, psychologists, or investigator. Also, it's worth noting that Mars and Virgo people will be driven to be good at sex. So they uh, will work very hard to please people in bed and they will also expect the same. Uh, also, it depends whether they are consider themselves male or female, but if they're a more masculine uh, person, then they might want to be dominant. If they consider themselves a more feminine person or um, identify with being female, then they, they might want to have like a virginal type purity mindset and they might want you to do everything. <laughs> so it really just depends. Either they're going to want to be the ones who are, of service and being doing everything perfect to please you or vice versa, or they might crave a little bit of both and, and in that way, I think it's kind of like they they can be similar to Libra in the sense that they uh, want reciprocation okay, Mars and Libra Mars and Libra is in its detriment in the sign. Uh, Libra. So it's outside its comfort zone. Again, this isn't a bad thing. It simply means that those with displacement temper the energy of Mars, because they are seeking beauty, harmony, and balance in their efforts. And this is definitely like the sign of the peaceful warrior. Mars and Libra people have a fluctuating energy, as they're the scales. However, much of that energy is spent forming relationships, because Libra is the sign of the other or the mirror and so they're often seeing themselves through other people and they're um, having your ambition through another person it can also often mean they excel in partnerships more so than in working on a project on their own mars and libra people might find that they find more fulfillment in like a group setting or with another person and working toward goals that way rather than on their own However, they often possess unique artistic or literary talent. They possess a great proclivity for beauty and balance in their work. Sexually, they're impulsive, sensual, idealistic, fair-minded, and sophisticated. They often crave to be pursued rather than to do the pursuing and detest any form of crudeness or unpleasantness, as Libra is always trying to maintain that sense of beauty and harmony mars in scorpio so the traditional ruler of scorpio is actually mars so scorpio is very much at home in this placement but where mars and aries is direct mars and scorpio is more under control however the level of energy passion and intensity is very high nonetheless mars and scorpio people possess a strong intensity and persistence they are resourceful relentless determined disciplined imaginative creative, and focused, and they pursue their goals with all of these qualities. These people possess possess the unique ability to move others deeply and tend to be attracted to professions with elements of danger, risk, or even death, uh, specifically because those are qualities that Scorpio tends to deal with. And sexually, Mars and Scorpio folks have a strong sensuality with deep emotional leanings. They can sometimes be jealous, angry, resentful, touchy, or even ruthless in relationships if they feel slighted. Mars in Sagittarius. In the sign of Sagittarius, Mars is considered to be the most optimistic placement for this energetic planet. Mars in Sagittarius, people have brilliant flashes of action and energy. And displacement promotes courage, independence, daring, enthusiasm, passion, sensuality, and excitement, but also a little distraction, impulsivity, and rashness. (laughs) These people can produce incredible results in a very short amount of time. They will also be motivated by higher learning, philosophy, and expanding consciousness through their travels and exploration. Sexually, Mars and Sagittarius people are passionate, sensual, open, and explorative. Because of this, they often have numerous affairs. (laughs) These people often view emotional commitments as a kind of restriction that they don't really want to be tied down by. And in fact, any placement you have, Sagittarius, will feel like that's the area you want freedom most in. (laughs) Their skills in speech and writing give them the power to amuse, delight, and impress others, however. So those can be very instrumental in whatever careers they tend to pursue. Mars in Capricorn. In the sign of Capricorn, Mars is considered exalted, aka the best or luckiest placement of the zodiac, and is pretty much unstoppable here. Mars gives these people the drive and energy, while Capricorn puts in the dedication and hard work to make things happen in a practical way. Mars and Capricorn people have a strong control of this force and energy, making them extremely focused. This makes those with this Mars placement fierce, magnetic, commanding, obstinate, controlling, enduring, strong, and self-reliant. They have an incredible ability to endure and persevere with a strong but subtle dynamic force, and because of this strong sense of ambition, these people are often placed in the public eye. These people are the ones who will not stop until they achieve what they set out to do. They are as creative as they are driven, ambitious, and productive. So if you have this placement, be careful not to overwork or cross the line into workaholism, which can be a bit destructive for you. Sexually, Mars and Capricorn people are earthy and passionate, but controlled. They can be sexy, romantic, hot-blooded, or otherwise cold and disinterested. Sometimes these people may have had a secret love affair with an older person when they were younger, and that can sort of define their sexual style. Um, Otherwise, they also may enjoy power play. Uh, That's a thing with Venus or Mars and Capricorn, is sometimes they're really into like bondage and submission or just like generally power play struggles in the bedroom. Mars and Aquarius. Mars and Aquarius people devote much of their energy to mental expression. This is the ultimate sign of the social justice warrior. (laughs) They'll be very motivated to shake things up, rebel from the status quo and innovate or um, be progressive in whatever their ambitions are. Equity will also be important for them to bring to other people as they Aquarians are the sign of the humanitarian. And these people are quick to take action when they are mentally committed to something. They have a tendency to be very people-oriented and involved in several projects that have a leaning toward humanitarian efforts, greater equity, and reform. However, they can be unpredictable, high-strung, idealistic, and ambivalent. Sexually, Mars and Aquarius people often oscillate between attempting to deal with their relationships with a sense of rational detachment and otherwise passionate entanglement. They often view relationships and emotional um, investments as a way of feeling tied down. So they have sexual desires, but they don't enjoy being tied down by them and often have another, a number of affairs because of this. So again, it, uh, Mars in Aquarius and Venus in Aquarius will have similar themes in this aspect. Mars in Pisces. Mars in Pisces, people have a strong affinity to move the emotions of others. These are the empathic warriors as they are gifted with innate compassion, and that's their gift, really. They possess a strong imagination and can be highly impressionable to their environment. Boundaries are essential for these people as they can have a tendency to be psychic and emotional sponges in whatever their environment is. They may also benefit from therapy, meditation, and lots of time alone to recharge. These people are capable of great sacrifice for the sake and betterment of other people, and they do it without complaint. And in fact, they may take on other people's problems as though those problems are their own, and this is why boundaries for Mars and Pisces people are so important. Sexually, Mars and Pisces people are intense, emotional, sensual, deeply passionate, and energetic They long for deep intimacy within relationships and may be drawn to things like Tantra or fulfilling a variety of imaginative fantasies or even fetishes or things that combine spirituality with sexuality. These people have a tendency to attract influential friends and experience monetary gains through those connections. Many artists, actors, and writers have Mars and Pisces. just quickly give you guys some ideas on how you can use Mars in a magical working. So because Mars rules over sex, sex drive, libido, fighting, ambition, drive, your willpower, it can be actually very powerful when used in a magical working. For example, Mars in Aries is very direct. So if you want to be direct and assertive in a meeting, Uh, or even, like, let's say you have, like, a sales pitch to do, Mars and Aries energy is, like, just perfect for that. Um, It can give you the directness and the self assurance that you need. So if Mars is going into Aries, you know, during this time, you're going to be doing a sales pitch or if you want to harness that energy, you can definitely do so. Uh, Mars in Taurus will give you the, you know, tenacity to follow through with something long after you really don't want to stick with it anymore. Um, Mars in Gemini might allow you to balance several plates, you know, uh, or make you more intellectually curious, you know, better speaker, um Mars in Cancer can help you to become more considerate uh, or in a more a more emotionally deep lover, as they say. <laughs> uh, Mars in Leo can attract the affection and attention of others. So if you're someone who's trying to take a public uh position or you are, you know, seeking that attention from others or that recognition from others for a certain talent that you have or a certain type of, uh, self-expression artistically, especially. Um, but even if it has like a performance quality to it, that would be great. Um, Mars and Virgo is great for details and, you know, trying to get better at things and really putting your nose to the grind <laughs> as it were. Um, Mars and Libra, that's, you know, great for, again, being the peaceful warrior if you want to make change, but in a more harmonious, balanced, and aesthetic kind of way. <laughs> um, it can also be a great way to be diplomatic when you're fighting with your partner. I mean, it can be a way to fight fair, if you will. Um now, or also to find common ground if you're, you know, having to do mediation with someone else. Maybe if you're in a divorce processing uh and you know you're wanting to be diplomatic about it, that can be really helpful energy to have. Um if you want Mars and Scorpio, it's really unstoppable energy. Uh it's very quiet, subtle energy, but it is very strong, stable fixed energy for a long haul project um and a bit secretive too (laughs) mars and capricorn for anybody who has a goal that they just like cannot fucking fail at like mars and capricorn is the most unstoppable placement uh for ambition and drive um it can be really sexy for sexuality workings or sex magic workings. Um, if you're really into power play and like BDSM, you want to like have some Mars and Capricorn energy there. Um, Mars in Aquarius, social justice warrior. If you're like into politics and protests, Mars in Aquarius energy is definitely where it's at. Um, or even if you're like polyamorous and you're into like multiple flings. Mars in Sagittarius, Mars in Aquarius, it's where it's at. Uh, Mars and Sagittarius can be great for getting a lot done in a small window of time. They have a way of being like visionaries, like shooting that arrow, right? Like knowing where they're going to go, knowing exactly how to get there and just being like really efficient at getting it done. Um, so if you're in a tight deadline and you really want to do well, Mars and Sagittarius might be some really good energy for you to harness. Um, And Mars in Pisces is great energy for artistic endeavors, creativity, emotional work. Um, If you're a healing healer type person, if you work with healing modalities to heal other people, if you work in medicine, uh, Mars in Scorpio or Mars in Pisces, Mars in Cancer, all the water signs, those are all really great to employ depending on what you're doing. So hopefully you guys found that helpful. Let me know. Because um, I think those are really cool uh, ways of using the alignments in the sky as they come through or just harnessing the energies as we need them. Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Mars and compatibility and also Mars. In specific signs and retrogrades collectively and how they can potentially affect your relationships or even at work, I guess they could have a potential for that, but it's how they can affect you and your interactions with others, I should say. So Mars and compatibility. So astrologers will use both Venus and Mars when judging compatibility between two people. Venus will gauge intimate connection and bonds of romance or friendship, while Mars indicates sexual chemistry or stamina and honestly fighting, aggression, combativeness, or a lack thereof. And comparing your Venus sign to another person's Mars sign or vice versa can also be a great indicator of sexual and romantic intimacy, and compatibility, and the likelihood of conflict or a fighting style and where clashes may potentially occur between you two or whoever. Uh, And also, it's worth noting that when Mars collectively goes into a sign in astrology, uh, you know, current astrology in the forecast, um, that can highlight certain areas of your life. For example, uh, if Mars in Aries goes into your seventh house, that could cause strife or conflict or sudden outbursts with your partnerships. That's just a really vague example, but you get what I'm saying here. Um, and, you know, obviously, if you have a Mars and Pisces in the seventh house, it's activating that house even more intensely. Also, if Mars goes retrograde um, in a specific sign, it can bring up specific fights that maybe you've already had, if that makes sense. So retrograde retrograde means going back. And so you're sort of revisiting those previous conflicts. You can also... Uh, alternatively revisit previous ambitions, like something you picked up and wanted to pursue and then just kind of dropped, it might come back in a Mars retrograde. You know, you might have a Mars retrograde in Pisces and it's retrograding in Pisces. And all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I did want to learn guitar. I wanted to write music or I wanted to create that art piece or become a painter or something. And you find yourself revisiting that idea or that skill that you had dropped. And saying, like, do I wanna do this? Do I not wanna do this? And figuring that out if that makes sense. So it can indicate fighting or even honestly affairs or sexuality. Um, You know, if Mars is in Aries, maybe there's a lot of fighting, but maybe there's also a lot of heat and, you know, uh, enjoyment sexually, you know, between you and another person or just yourself. I don't know, Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, there's just a lot of energy there, right? And so those things can play out in both ambition and libido. Uh, And also, yeah, again, alternatively, it's not just, you know, fighting, but also, or just fighting in sex, but it's also, you know, your drive to do things. So uh, again, if it's going forward in Pisces, maybe you're picking up the instrument for the first time or picking up painting for, for the first time. It's really bringing out your ambition to do something creative and emotional. Um, you know, And if it's retrograding, you're revisiting. So hopefully that gives you a better idea of generally how you can interpret these astrological forecasts so that when you hear these astrological forecasts from other astrologers or you're just reading it uh, generally, that you can understand that when Mars goes into a certain sign, it's going to have a certain vibe of that sign. And if it's retrograding, you're revisiting that thing, and it can have to do with the things that Mars rules, which is mainly your ambition, your drive, your sexuality, and your libido, and also fighting. <laughs> so hopefully that helps you guys out when you read those forecasts, and it's not so baffling to understand like, what exactly they're indicating and what exactly it's going to um, affect in your life. And again, it's also helpful to understand your own natal chart and your own house placements because if you have that planet that it's going into alignment with and it highlights a specific house, then it's going to affect those areas of life more specifically for you and those are things to watch out for. So hopefully you guys found this helpful and if you did, let me know. I'm on Twitter at Astro w Podcast and I'm on Instagram at the, um, sorry, not at the, at Astrology Witch Podcast. And I'm also on Facebook. Uh, you can just find me by searching Astrology Which Podcast and the page will come up and you can come chat with me there. That's always fun. And also I have a Patreon, so if you want to check out and you feel inclined to check out my Patreon, I would love to have you there. I offer a number of, you know, fun uh well, first of all, you get early access to every episode with no ads, and secondly, you get um access, you know, before everybody else. And also I have a bunch of witchcraft related stuff there that's pretty fun. Um, Some helpful ritual and spell work stuff and just generally helpful things with the moon phases. I'm also adding in a lot of stuff about the upcoming uh, planetary activity and alignments for the year and also path workings for the upcoming Sabbath so uh spring equinox is coming up and I'm doing a path working for that I did a seed planting style pathworking for Imbolc and that was really cool and so if you're on a higher tier you can get access to that as well and that'll be really cool and I'm going to do that all the way through uh to the end of the year so I'll do one for each Sabbath and I think I'm going to try and add some too for the astrology signs at some point I just haven't gotten to it. it's quite a lot Uh, But again, I I also am going to do some fun, magical recommendations for meteor showers, because we have quite a bit coming up this year. So uh, if you want access to those things coming up this year, I'd love to have you on Patreon. Uh, Just search Astrology Witch Podcast and I'll come up on patreon.com. And yeah, come hang out and chat with me there. And if you don't want to, then that's totally cool. And I'm so thankful to have you here listening and supporting me. So I hope you're doing well and thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time.